0: So the most recent one I was, I was laying there and like you know you'll start to feel when you begin to like drift off or mm-hmm. drift into this state but what typically happens is like we lose awareness of it so we drift into a sleep state yeah you know because the theta brainwave pattern um, is a brief amount of time right before you fall asleep or right as you're waking up like if you've ever hit that snooze button you know and uh, in between snoozes Oh, yeah, he's really trippy. It's because you're in the theta state. Yeah, so um, but being like lucid in that is a different story.
1: Podcast. My name's Chance, and this is a good episode as always. We are talking to Matt and Jeff of Theta Float Spa here in Springfield, Missouri, the headquarters for this podcast. If you didn't know where I'm from, anyway, if you don't know about float tanks, I'm surprised. Isolation, sensory deprivation tanks is another thing you could call them, but uh, I guess they don't they don't market it by that name anymore because it sounds Freaky or something. I think it sounds badass. Sensory deprivation tank. It's like where you go to train your brain, your mind, or something. Uh, We'll get into all that in the episode. And um, I've got something really exciting to tell you. If you've never floated before, this is a really, really good time to go try it out if you're local to here. Because if you use the word interverse as a coupon code or just tell them, They'll give you a $30 float, which is half off, and I'm telling you, it's definitely worth the full price for the experience, especially if you've never done it before, and um, I'm not going to like go into trying to convince you, because after listening to the episode, I think you're going to be pretty intrigued, and uh, yeah, so before I get into the interview, I'm going to play some uh, Joe Rogan talking about float tanks, because he's really the guy that kicked off the, the current trend. That's sweeping the country right now Where float spas are opening up everywhere He popularized it by talking about it on his podcast If you don't know about Joe Rogan Podcast And you enjoy listening to him talk like this Please go check it out I'm surprised you're not already Um, Yeah, there's a lot of better podcasts than this one And you should get on them This one's cool too But really I want you to check out the more advanced ones If you're not Because there's a lot of good information out there a lot better than trying to take it in from scrolling uh, news feed and reading random articles that are really just clickbait. Those don't have a lot of good information. But when people actually reflect with each other in a conversation, like in podcasts, you get some cool shit. You get what people really think, and you get the useful information that they apply to their actual lives. And So, all in all, I think it's a super futuristic medium, and you should get more into it. You should make your own podcast. I'm thinking Matt and Jeff are going to. They seem pretty into the idea. Anyway, I love you. Thank you for checking out the show. Please share it with people and please definitely go to Theta Float Spa. Now here's Joe Rogan.
2: If you don't know about the isolation tank, what the isolation tank is, it's a tank that was invented by a guy named John Lilly. John Lilly was this crazy, psychedelic pioneer from the 60s. He, fi- he wanted to figure out a way where he was completely separate from his senses so his brain doesn't have to listen to his body at all. But then he figured out all you have to do is just put a ton of salt in the water, and that'll make you buoyant, and then you can lie on your back, and then, like, half of your body's exposed. So that's the, the new models. They all... They all have like, mine has 800 pounds of salt in 11 inches of water and you lie in it. And the water is 93.5 degrees, which is the same temperature as your skin. And so as you lie in it, you don't feel the water anymore, and you just dissolve. You have no body sensation at all. And it's just pure mind. It's just a mind with no connection to any, any input. So the mind doesn't have any distractions. Your mind gets to look at your whole life completely objectively, not thinking about your back or your fucking feet smell or, you know, you're touching the couch or you're hearing what, you know, the sounds and seeing lights. It's just... Pure mind. And in that state, that's like one of the rarest states on earth. There's a very, I mean, it's pretty simple to achieve, but if you think about it, there's no place like that on earth where you can be separate from your body. Like literally, you don't feel your body, it's just your mind, you know? And and you get distracted. We all get distracted. Like it's like having a conversation in front of a giant crowd of people, like when you're on stage, that's distracting. You know, talking to people while people are next to you screaming, that's distracting. But what we don't realize is life is distracting. That fucking thing has changed my whole brain. It's rewired my brain. Like, I I have, like, all the hardware from my old brain. It's still, like, laying around, but it's not even connected anymore. That fucking isolation tank, just smoking weed. I'm trying to figure out how to live my life as if, like, I just entered into this world, like, ten years ago. I entered into a body that's already existed and already had a history and already had a bunch of things that it's already done and dealt with. And so what have I done? I've done all this. Jesus Christ. What was I thinking when I did that? You know what I mean? It's like you become a totally different human being managing like a new life. That's what like the tank does to you. The tank is the fucking freakiest thing ever. I wish more of you guys would be into it. You know, nobody, nobody does it. I I don't know why you guys wouldn't do it. It's I I always talk about it. It is the craziest fucking experience that I, I ever do.
1: everybody welcome to the podcast go ahead and introduce yourself Uh, guys
0: yeah my name is matt blystone and um i'm a floater
1: yeah we're here at theta by the way theta float spot in springfield missouri (laughs) we are talking about
0: floating for that reason kind of felt like that was an NA meeting entrance yeah (laughs) i I hate introducing uh, sometimes i just go my name
3: is jeff and i'm a floater (laughs) yeah (laughs) hi jeff
1: hey jeff Uh, thanks for coming
3: keep coming uh, back Jeff okay. Simmons and I do a lot of different things, but mostly music.
0: music. Wait, did you say Jeff Simmons and I?
3: And and I do a lot of different things. Okay. Yeah.
1: What? Uh, are you you're in a band? You but do any, kind of. Kind of.
3: Not really. I <laughs> <What laughs> work play, on man? a project with a friend of mine doing like soundtrack music and mostly sound design but like movies and stuff like that. And then I'm doing the commercials for this place. And uh, so video, audio stuff, mostly. But
0: That's awesome. Yeah, he, he's, he's kind of one of those closet geniuses. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's, he's like in his guy. little lair, like doing all this stuff. And
3: Yeah, it's because I'm scared it's of girls. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got to do. You get really good at something, just be scared of girls, and you'll, you'll be awesome. It's true. <laughs> so much more time. Yeah. You
1: have all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You're onto something, man. Yeah. I wish I had, had yeah. that idea.
3: It's too get, late for me. You just gotta get really weird and then you're good.
0: I wonder if you put like a shelf in the float tank and just set your laptop on that, like how much more you'd get done. <laughs> you could just have uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You, up, you yeah. have like a floating chair, like
3: you know, it's you got a swoople. Yeah. It's kinda of the opposite of uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: whole point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to be yeah. as productive in the float tank as possible. I'm sure I thought that at one point uh, today, like, yeah, I'm going to meditate the shit out of this float. Right, right. Um, I kind of did, though. I stayed in the conscious breathing zone the whole time. Didn't really drift off into, like, crazy daydreaming or falling asleep. Yeah. My first float that totally happened, I would kind of would fall into a thought hole. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Ye old thought hole
0: yeah, I was
3: slipping out of it Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, so did you feel like whenever I mean did you feel the theta state at all this time? Were you kind of
1: I think I was approaching it at the I think I was just getting into it at the end actually mm-hmm. Yeah That's I was uh, fully physically relaxed And got a great bodily benefit out of this float But I think sometime I'm going to have to like book a double session and cool yeah. like someday I want to do like an epic long float,
0: you know. Yeah, well I was just thinking about that, like having um like the floating Olympics. <laughs> to see like, you know, who could float the longest, who could float the fastest, you know. Who can go along without having to get what was, out and pee? What do <laughs> you float the fastest? I don't know, you get out really quick. You, you get in, you float, and then after a couple seconds you're done. Yeah. yeah. You, well, uh, wasn't
3: there a story about
0: somebody that did like a oh, solid, like Yeah, like eight hours and stuff. Yeah. There's been a lot of people that do that. Um, I attempted it one night, and I got three hours in to do an overnight. Yeah, yeah, I got three hours in. And it's actually a funny story. It's when we were building this place, right? And yeah. So uh, the float tank was out here, and there's nothing but framing and stuff. So, yeah. so I got off work at uh, at the pawn shop, and I came here and did a bunch of construction. Well, then I showered off, and uh, I hopped in the float tank. But it was it was like three o'clock in the morning, you know. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll get like three or four hours of sleep. You know, it won't be a big deal. So I'm climbing in this float tank naked, you know, of course, there's nothing on the windows and I'm like, now I'll get out before anyone shows up in the parking lot. So I go to get out of the float tank and I, I I climb out completely nude. I look over and there's the parking lots full (laughs) and it's like, it's like it's six on the dot, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, I jump in there and I'm just thinking somebody out there. Yeah. Six in the morning. I'm like, somebody out there just saw some random naked guy climb out of what looks to be an icebox at 6 o'clock in the morning, get really confused, and jump back in this icebox. I was hoping somebody saw that, but it turns out that there's a, uh, over here at Essential Yoga, there's like a 6 o'clock morning meditation yoga session, I think, with Rod Buckner. Um, I, I, I don't know if anyone saw or not, but... (laughs) <laughs> I think it's a I think it's better to
1: assume that one person did, and they're like, they want see the naked guy jump out of the space tube <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah, yeah, is that the weirdest situation you've been in floating um
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: weird in a different way, sure, okay. um yeah, I've had some pretty spiritual experiences in the float tank, so um. I feel like maybe I've floated more than most people in Springfield. Uh, yeah. I would bet so. Probably. You know? Because there for like a month straight, I was doing it like three or four times a week. You know? and
1: So I don't know. Yeah, it's like, um... It's kind of like the psychedelic spaces. The more that you go to it, the more you have your footing in that place and can... Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume... I don't know. I probably would get to the theta faster and faster than where I floated, out. I assume.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, a 90-minute session would probably be really beneficial for you. Yeah, I so think so. Whenever we get this third tank up and going, we're going to allow people to do 90-minute sessions. Awesome. And, um, you know, if you book the the last float at night, you know, just let me know, and I'll, I'll hook it up. You know what I mean? Unless I got plans or something like that. But, you know, I'll let you know if there's a night that I don't, and then you can, you know... Float on as long as you want. Yeah, if anybody yeah. listening to this has been
1: curious about floating and has and is a local to Springfield or wouldn't mind coming to Springfield, couldn't recommend it enough after my second experience with it. It's something that, like I was just saying, you kinda of would build on every time and yeah, I wanna come back and keep going. I'm sure you can attest to the
0: benefits of Having done it a whole bunch, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, like the first time, like a lot of people try it for novelty, yeah. But the first time, your brain is like it's in this place that is unlike any place it's ever been. You know, probably the closest would be like your mother's womb, mm-hmm. but even then, um, it was very loud. Yeah, very loud. A lot of commotion and stuff. You know, digestion. You're move and jostle. Movement, jostling. yeah. You know, so even that was not as minimal, as far as sensation goes, as is, is what this is. So your brain, kind of the first time, is just trying to figure out what's going on. So it kind of runs in circles. Yeah.
3: yeah, well, for me, that's kind of where I thrive, mm-hmm. is, like, novel situations. And so, like, when I first did it, it was in Chicago at Space Time Tanks, which is, like, one of the oldest uh, float spots in the country. And they had, like, really good rates up there because... Well, they probably have everything paid off. <laughs> and uh, it was during Lollapalooza in 2011, and I I got like two one-hour sessions and split them up. And the first time I went in, it was a little hard to get into it, but then like it was pretty awesome. The second time I went in, I was like seeing flashing lights and stuff, and I was like really in a really deep meditative state. And then like and then years passed when we and then you know we opened this and uh i guess the first time i got in first and second maybe i got a really deep meditation and kind of after that i was like you know my my mind was moving a little bit more hmm. but but then you know started doing it again a little bit more and went back to that so it's like it depends on the person i think obviously you don't want to set any expectations for anybody right because it's always different for everybody but the least you can expect is to relax. So, Yeah, exactly. A lot of people will pay for that. <laughs> I <will>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> well, and the magnesium supplementation, too, because 1,000 pounds and you're in there for an hour, so like you're absorbing, absorbing a, a lot. lot of magnesium. Yeah, and what are some, do you know offhand some of the health benefits of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So magnesium, 80% of Americans are believed to be chronically deficient in it, and it's responsible for over 350 enzymatic functions in the body you know it regulates insulin it regulates blood pressure that we know of yeah that we know of you know it's 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 an essential element um in biochemistry you know we need it and because we don't eat enough leafy greens anymore Mm -hmm. or you know you get it from nuts too but more so from leafy greens um everybody's kind of deficient in it so you know uh, it regulates neurotransmitters and hormones you know I mean, you name it, it pretty much plays some kind of part. It makes sense that it would be effective to have it absorbed through
1: your skin, all over your body, too, because, I don't know, if it has a role in your nervous system, it might be helping the whole thing communicate from top to bottom
0: better. Yeah, well, and it absorbs... Your body takes it in better through um, skin than um, through digestion. Yeah. You know, so uh, people have been using Epsom salt for hundreds if not thousands of years to relieve muscle cramps and stuff like that you know my back yeah
3: I'll, I'll hop in even if, my, even if I'm like my mind's just racing I'll hop in just for my back yeah because <laughs> like I got, I got some back problems and it, it does help yeah and sometimes I gotta go to the chiropractor but like I can take care of a lot of it here so I
1: was able to like totally stretch my Spine, like stick my feet out as far as I could and stick my arms up as far Mm -hmm. as I could in a way that's literally impossible unless you're floating. Because, and you know, if you're floating in a pool, you're not, it's not the same kind of floating. So stretching like that is not as easy at all. Right. So yeah, like I felt the whole thing just pop and straighten out and it was awesome. You can't do that whenever your ass
0: is on a bed or something. Right, yeah. And you know, um, a lot of people will say that uh, you can gain up to an inch of height um, from floating what? if your spine is you do a compressed. Way? It's kind of um, like the
3: astronauts. Like when astronauts go in space, they
0: uh, they get taller. Yeah,
3: they get taller because really? they've got no gravity.
0: <laughs> well, the Why are the greys so short? <laughs>
3: I know, right? Like
0: Those guys are like
3: <laughs> I know.
1: Every three have. status. Well, I every thought some, I, have. I thought there were little ones <laughs> and then the big ones that were in charge. Oh, is that what it is? That's what I've always heard. I haven't really had a lot of sort of <laughs> personal So they yes. are Umpa status. Yeah. yeah. No, they are. They're like little ones are workers. They're like mindless work- oh. workers. And that makes them seem like ants. Yeah. That's the way right. I have sort of described. I don't know. I yeah. listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about UFOs and abductions. <laughs> 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 Guilty pleasure. Pa- everything paranormal and Fridge is my favorite to get into. Because right. the more you look into any of them, the more they connect to each other. Yeah. yeah, Bigfoot is on the UFO conflict, <laughs> If you see it
0: Well, yeah, they left him here to mine gold Yeah, right <laughs> yeah, that works? they so have a bunch of Bigfoots to mine gold Sure Man, I wish my friend was here right now He goes Bigfoot hunting around here Really? He would have a field day Yeah, he showed me all these pictures of Bigfoot sightings that he really? saw And like, some of them you're like He's catching squash pictures? Yeah, around here Wow And he said he won't take anybody to the sites anymore Because whenever he does that, like, he won't see Bigfoot for like months but if it's just him or his uh, children, he said, he said Bigfoot loves his children. Wow. Isn't that
3: like the Ozark blue man or something? Have you heard about that one? It's like some myth, like Bigfoot type myth. but mm. It's like a blue man of the Ozarks or some, something.
0: Sounds awesome.
3: Yeah. Something uh, that, uh, sounds
0: like Elf and I. <laughs> uh, he's the blue man out there in Ava. Is he blue? Huh? Why is he the blue man? Uh, you know, I've never asked him about that. But, like, you remember at Shamanic, that sign up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe that's supposed to be him.
1: Yeah, well, um, you're supposed to... I guess if you, like, upgrade your DNA and totally become a god-human, you probably turn, like, blue or purple.
0: Maybe that's what it is. Or if you're, like, short on breath. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you just deprive yourself of a lot of oxygen, you also
1: reach that status. That's true. But yeah, you know, you have in like Hindu mythology, a lot of the deities are blue-skinned, yeah, that's right? True. And in I think, I don't want to say like all of South America, but I think there's a lot of South American psychedelic mm-hmm. artwork that has blue-skinned people too. That's crazy. But I've never been to
0: South America. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I studied a lot about that. Um, they were very bloody in those tribes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, when you have sports and when you win the game, the reward is they sacrifice you. And people are, like, trying to win the game. That's a whole different mindset. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. well,
1: who knows? What what if, as a culture, they have just such a different view on death? View on death, like, they... Real commitment. I don't know. What if, uh, in the case of reincarnation, it was possible to really remember everything... Between and before lives Including other lives Like At that point You really wouldn't care Like Yeah just I'm gonna win Go ahead and sacrifice this one I'll jump in a new body I, This is only Like this lifetime Was like a day to me Right Cause I've been doing so many You never
0: know Yeah you're like, man, yesterday for lunch, all I had was grub worms. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll I'm, I'm, I'm kick down on this uh,
0: game
1: and then chop them off my head. Whatever. Let's do it.
3: <laughs> I'm ready to traverse the cosmos.
1: Yeah. Well, also, I thought in reincarnation, uh, how scared you are or brave or uh, about what's going on when mm-hmm. you die probably would affect the transmission of wherever you go next. So, you know, if you were... That stoked from winning uh, winning uh, your football game.,
0: like, yeah,
3: kill me.
4: Ah! <laughs> I was like, trying
0: the it really well., you know, as the guy that does the killing.
3: <laughs> I, I, I always thought it was funny in, uh, in Buddhism. I don't know if it was the Dalai Lama that said that somebody uh, Buddhist said that, the, uh, that atheists were the most Buddhist, <laughs> like understood impermanence better. Than a lot of Buddhists because of the reincarnation thing, because the idea you know that there's a like with the sand mandalas or whatever, and they wipe them away yeah. for because they want to teach people impermanence. It takes them days to do those things, sometimes months depending on what they are, right. and then they just sweep them away. No one sees them. No one's no one's supposed to take pictures of them. I mean, you see pictures of them, but yes. nobody's supposed to. And they just wipe them away. But then they believe in reincarnation, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Like the mandala is not really going completely away if you're reincarnating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of it's coming through. But if you you could look at it like the consciousness that created the mandala is the yes. thing that's continuing, just like in the case of just like in the case of the sand mandalas.
3: Yeah, but then the but then the central idea is letting go. So like if you're if you're like, well, I'm gonna come back. Like if I if I do that, you're still holding on to something in order to.
0: Well, and what's what's really try. interesting about that, and I didn't really learn this until I read the books at Artha. Oh, that's good. Was that even enlightenment is temporary? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. If the if the nature of everything is that you know yeah, yeah It's permanent I think people have
1: moments of enlightenment throughout their life multiple times too just like moments of extreme presence yeah. anytime okay. you get so awestruck by like the beauty or the love in a situation that or could be like, like a momentary enlightenment absolutely yeah. like even like an
3: epiphany I think it's like a yeah. little yeah. bit like yeah cause little, where
1: does where does that even come from in the first place yeah we're like where do your ideas yeah. come from in the first place so if you're having something come through that like really like a lightning bolt cracks your shell and lets you see how everything was connected for just a moment that's I imagine an enlightened being would just be in a constant state of that type of peak experience hmm. so I don't know why you'd want that would seem like it would dull the experience to be in a constant state of peak experience
3: well that might dull uh, the experience when you're when you're out of it Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, as
1: soon as you judge it as dull,
0: it becomes such, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I honestly think Alan Watts is a perfect perfect example of, like, good Buddhism. You know, because he's never, like, really attached to any notion. Except drinking. <laughs> he loved to drink, <laughs> but, you know.
4: <laughs>
0: but that's the thing. He wasn't attached to the idea that drinking was bad,
1: either. No, right. You know, I was... Yeah, he didn't um, seem to too harshly judge himself for it, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, though. Yeah, I didn't really know really him. But I didn't know him either. Yeah, yeah. but I love like Alan Watts'
0: much. podcast. Did you ever check that out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I listened to it a 15-minute snippets or whatever. Yeah. Well, I bet he floated if he was around. If it was I bet a, he would have floated. Someone probably <laughs> hit him up and was like, dude, you got to try this. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he had a lot <laughs> of friends and, uh, into those types of things. Yeah. How long did he last for, anyway? He was, like, 55. Oh, like, what What year or around what year did he go? 70s, maybe? 70s? I yeah. Know, I I when, when did John Lilly kick off the floating revolution? 50s. Okay, so he definitely would have had the So, yeah, it's possible float. that he could
0: have could have been involved. I Man, uh, that's crazy. Floating's been around that long. Yeah, so, yeah, John C. Lilly, um, for the people listening in, is the inventor of the uh, sensory deprivation tank. That's what they used to call it. People nowadays, they try to avoid that because they think it sounds scary. I think it sounds awesome. Yeah, you know. um, but yeah, he invented the sensory deprivation tank because he wanted to see what would happen if the human brain was deprived of anything to do. It would it be kind of like a muscle and it would just atrophy, you know. And then what he found was he experimented that, on himself too. That's kind of brave in a way. Yeah, yeah. He started out experimenting on himself and then he started doing tons of ketamine and LSD and doing it and started finding even deeper states and um,
3: when he put a box on the beach or something wasn't that one of the things he did he'd get he, he, yeah wasn't one of the first ones actually in the water he'd get on a beach he'd make like this box and he'd get it in it get naked and he just end <laughs> this naked really? on the beach <laughs> that I mean, sounds straight. a lot like yeah this sure I heard. Uh,
0: yeah I mean he also started um, projects to try to communicate with dolphins Yeah, he saw that dolphins were extremely sentient. Um, He started to lose his credibility a lot because he was doing psychedelics way more than he probably should have. Oh, yeah. Um, So other scientists (laughs) were kind of like, yeah. But um, so then the people who owned Samadhi tanks started um, producing the first commercial tanks in the 60s, I believe. Uh, Glenn and Lee Perry out in uh, California. And that's when it started becoming accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. And it started getting bigger and bigger. And then in the eighties, it kind of died off because of the HIV uh, epidemic. <laughs> right. You know, everybody thought, well, nobody knew.
3: Yeah. Really. Nobody you, you could sit on a toilet
0: or right so, turn
3: a doorknob or shake a hand or, uh, <laughs> or
0: look at someone wrong. And or, all yeah. <laughs> We've all already got it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere along the lines. Or but it, um.
3: Visit the wrong church. Or
0: yeah, visit <laughs> yeah. the church. Yeah. Not visit the church.
3: <laughs> yeah, not.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but in the past five years, um, the industry's really been booming. And it's thanks to people like Joe Rogan who found it, and it literally changed who he was as a person. You know, he credits a lot to floating.
3: Well, he's a huge part of why it getting traction again. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So. You can
1: say that about a lot of things that Joe Rogan endorses, though. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he's like, I don't know, he's just a
0: trustworthy dude. <laughs> that, and he's very loud. Yeah. You know? And um, he also, he has a, a good way of speaking about things. You know? He's not like, this is it, and you better believe it. You know? He's like... He stays pretty neutral. He stays pretty neutral. I mean, he definitely has his opinions, but... Yeah. Um, um,
3: and uh, I actually, I know most people heard about, like, most people I've met heard about floating from either a friend or Joe Rogan Uh, I actually found out about it from Josh Freeze the drummer from uh, he was in The Vandals A Perfect Circle and Nine Inch Nails awesome whatever and uh, I was (laughs) he was releasing a solo album and he did this thing where it was tiered like the Nine Inch Nails album there was one of them it was before the slip but I can't remember what album it was but they'd have like different packages so they'd have like a you know uh 20 bucks for the cd or whatever and then like 25 for a cd and t-shirt and then like up to like two thousand dollars for like you know all this crap and he was making fun of him and he started he started making different tiers of his album and they were just ridiculous things like one of them was uh go with him and danny Carey down to tijuana and do mushrooms
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and another one was like price uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh another one was uh uh oh man it was the, oh he'll play on your album one of them was that he would record drums on your album uh, and, then, and then one of them was uh, the Volvo that they used in the first Vandals tour like he still had it so he was selling that and a, a signed snare drum from the Perfect Circle tour and I don't know if these were after he like revised it or whatever but people were taking him seriously and they started buying this stuff and uh-huh. he's like oh well I might as well make it real so, yeah. So it was like a... I was kidding,
1: but now that you're giving me money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So it was like a 94 Volvo, I think. And, uh, and I went to the bank and I really wanted to get that Volvo because I needed a car. So I tried to get a loan. It was like 10 grand for this Volvo. It, it, it was like uh, one of those diesels. One of those... G- a good car. It was like literally was just a fine... Old.
1: It's an okay price even. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was 10 grand. And uh, it was like for the one tour. Like thirty thousand miles, maybe. It was amazing. So I was like, wow. "Yeah, bank would not give it to me because the car was too old." <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> like, only geez. because the car
3: was too old. Otherwise, I would have been out to LA and grabbed that car. Well, that's so, when you
0: start robbing the bank. Yeah, yeah. The next bank, rob the bank. But uh,
3: but yeah, I talked to his assistant and stuff, and then but one of the thi- one of the items in there was uh, one of the like lower price ones was go with him to a float spot and float the float, float tanks, and I was like, "What is?" is that and then I just started looking it up and I was like that looks really cool and so and so that was probably about two years before that all palooza trip and then when I found out I could do it I was like I want to try
0: that so, so yeah actually, actually I met Jeff because um, Sean, Sean Garten and I uh, came up with this idea of creating this flow center and we were looking for investors so we started a GoFundMe and, um, and Jeff was buying like three or four oh, floats yeah. a week like pretty much every time you got paid <laughs> yeah. and I was like hmm yeah. I was like man this guy really likes floating I think <laughs> should... not
3: only did I like floating the, the, the GoFundMe was the cheapest floats you could possibly buy anywhere in the whole country yeah
0: we had them uh, at $30 which is half off our um, normal
3: price yeah it, it all looked promising and I was like uh, oh and actually I wasn't going to give you money but then I talked <laughs> <laughs> I talked to uh a friend of mine who knew you and he's like no he's a stand up dude he's a cool guy and who was it? now I'm gonna feel bad I see
0: I didn't, I didn't know this until now <laughs>
3: <laughs> now I'm gonna feel really bad that I forgot his name uh, <laughs> but and it's one of those things like I know his name
0: and he probably doesn't even realize I'm he's like a crucial link
3: yeah in getting in this place yeah. Yeah, and getting this I, even happening yeah. uh, guitar player works at uh, 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 Kaleidoscope Kaleidoscope uh, Oh, Ryan.
0: Ryan. Ryan Cup. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'll have to give that dude a hug. I love it. That, that dude gives awesome hugs. Yeah? Do you know him?
1: Yeah, yeah he I, does. I mean, if he gives really good hugs, he's around shows. I've probably seen
0: him. Just go I into know. Kaleidoscope and be like, hey, where's Ryan Cup? Okay. And then walk up to him and be like, hey, can I have a hug? I love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, yeah, brother, shut up. You, know, you totally there. would. It would be an awesome hug. You'd be like, man, I'm really glad I did this. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally going to go in there and look for
1: glass uh, as a gift for somebody. Well, like tomorrow. You know, so. <laughs> two but, birds,
0: one stone. Ryan Cup. All right. Yeah, he's a great
3: dude. And and I was like, so uh, I can't remember how I found out he knew you or whatever, but I was just like asking about him. He's like, yeah, my buddy's doing that. And Sweet. And I was like, all okay. right, I'm going to give him lots of money. Like, <laughs> as much money as I can. <laughs> I was like, I just really wanted to float again.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I've been wanting to get in here. Not just to do it for myself, but also I want to support the existence of a place like this in Springfield. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, it's something I've been hearing about for probably four years now. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were saying, it's been getting more popular for a while. And right. yeah, it's just like I've even I had even had plenty of times where I thought to myself, maybe someday I'll just open a float sim. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even done
2: it yet. No, yeah, yeah. That
1: like it sounded that appealing as a concept. Uh, yeah, I've been into meditation for probably about the same amount of time that I've known about floating. So, mm. um, it cool. The two are very synergistic. Very. very and so. but it's like floating is actually easier than meditation, though. I think that's something. Mm, I know. That,
0: I call it. Yep. I call it cheating. Yeah. You're, if you're meditating, it's totally cheating. <laughs> you know, you reach those. See, I actually did my first float. I met some guys, and or I met one guy in Portland who uh, ended up opening Float On. But he told me that he was opening this this center, you know, and um, I went on vacation. I hitchhiked down to a a 10 day Vipassana, which is a silent meditation for 10 days. And um, on day seven, I reached that theta state and it was profound. I mean, it was it was so cool, you know, very, very trippy. And, um, I mean, I felt like I was in a different dimension, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just sat there and thankfully I was able to remain calm and just observe it. So I lingered there for probably, probably a good 15, 20 minutes. Um, but whenever I, I came back to Portland, it was like probably four or five months later, uh, I ran into him and he's like, Hey, I opened that center. So I went and floated my, my first time after, you know, having a pretty significant meditation practice. And like within 10 minutes into my first float, I was just I was in the theta state and I stayed wow. there for like probably, you know, 70 minutes. Wow. You know, and it was, uh, it was super cool. But since then, because I don't meditate that much anymore, um, I don't hit that theta state super often. Yeah. And when I do, I get so excited that it kicks me out. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's like, hold
1: on, hold on, dude. That's so what happens to me when matter. I'm meditating too. Like, uh, the shift happens and then the, like the blast of light or whatever it is that coincides with that I'll just like open my eyes and snap out of it instantly yeah yeah it's like the, sh- the shock of tra- it's almost like whenever you transition from asleep to awake and you have a jerk mm-hmm. but it's not I wasn't falling asleep you know right yeah, that, uh, yeah.
3: The, the thing that always gets me out of it is that Notification for achievement unlocked. That <laughs> yeah, <that>? yeah. <laughs> it just throws me, uh, ah, you
0: takes me right out of the immersion. Now <laughs> entering the <laughs> theta state. <laughs> Enjoy your time. To- oh, see ya. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah so the most recent one, I was I was laying there and like, you know, you'll start to feel when you begin to like drift off or mm. drift into this state. But what typically happens is like we lose awareness of it. So we drift into a sleep state. Yeah. You know, because the theta brainwave pattern um, is a brief amount of time right before you fall asleep or right as you're waking up. Like if you have ever hit that snooze button, you know, and uh, in between snoozes. Oh, yeah. yeah. these really trippy. It's because you're in the theta state. Yeah. So um, but being like lucid in that is a different story. So, um, you know, I was was in the tank and I felt myself kind of like. Well, I felt my body go away for one. That was the first thing. And then I started to feel like this kind of like tingling sensation. And I heard these chimes, kind of like really high-pitched wind chimes, you know, like in the distance. Uh-huh. And, um, and then there was this sound of vibration, right? So uh, the sound started getting louder. And as it did, I actually saw this frequency, this light frequency coming towards me. And I opened my eyes, or I thought I opened my eyes. It totally felt like I opened my eyes. And it kept coming towards me. And as it hit me, like, my entire body vibrated to that frequency. Uh-huh. And it was so pleasurable. And I got so excited that it, it, it booted me out. And my heart was like, boom, 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 boom. You like know? Hit, yeah. It's, just, it's like hitting, going to the ohm or something. Yeah. You were, like, hitting the universal
1: source code. Something, man. I hit something. That's cool. <laughs> I've, uh, I've actually had experiences of staying, like, Falling asleep, but not actually falling asleep and getting into theta and... Uh, not in the tank either, I mean. Mm-hmm. But, like, getting into theta and ending up... Getting out of my body instead of... Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, staying in that zone and staying conscious and not drifting off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I haven't gone for very long. Like, usually not very far from my body is where I, like, pass out, sort of. Right. It's, uh, it's weird. It's like how long... It's sort of like... The next level of meditating in a way because getting, getting to that state. Don't not kicking yourself out and also not falling asleep. Like staying right there in the balance. Like it's a focus thing almost. Yeah. So I wonder
0: if you can like perform inception that way. Like, <laughs> like you leave your body and you fly over just a bit and you sit on a mountain and you meditate and then you leave that body. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Then like, all of a sudden you're like, oh man, where did I put that body? <laughs>
3: it's like
1: that's uh, what multidimensional humanity is yeah. about <laughs> yeah dude. it's crazy man I uh
3: less I, I've done a, one thing a couple of times where I see stars oh and man. I can even at some points just lift my head up I can actually physically move in the tank and I'm still seeing stars and that's really cool right? yeah but it doesn't last very long after I lift my head up <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah 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 I think stars are somewhat typical because I've heard several other people be like yeah I felt like I was
3: yeah, floating
0: it, through space and I could see stars and stuff you know
3: yeah and at first uh the, like the first time it happened I thought it was like maybe I was seeing reflections of the water droplets or something and I was like but there's no light in here there's no way that that's what I'm seeing and I even right like, and then I went to like touch the roof of the the ceiling of the of the, of the flip pod and that wasn't what it was at all. <laughs> like, was like, oh, it's in a completely different like space entirely. Yeah,
1: it's a different layer of the onion that you're yeah, looking at. It was totally. just
3: crazy, and that of course kicked me out of it. But yeah. it was like I was just like, wow, that was crazy.
1: It's almost like our experience of reality is a bunch of layers of perception that can be peeled back, peeled back, peeled back until TMT. <laughs> I, tell you, I mean, the thing you were talking about going into just seeing seeing the light of a frequency and feeling the pleasure of just merging with that energy, that's not that different than a DMT experience, really, other right. than it's less visually aggressive and more, even,
0: and maybe even more just the source. Yeah, you know? it's definitely not like being shot out of the psychedelic cannon like DMT is, because that's like zero to a billion in a matter of seconds, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a smoother transition. That's true. We hit the punch it to light speed. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Um, You haven't done that for a while. But yeah, you you know, not everybody experiences hallucinations and stuff like that. So I don't want anybody to think that that's just a a gimme. Yeah. In fact, it's it's not that common. Um, I was completely without them this time. Were you? Yeah.
1: But the first time you experienced them? First time I saw a lot of lights, Mm -hmm. I would fall into thought. Patterns that would uh, be really, really intense. I was also way higher on marijuana the first time than I yeah. was this time. And maybe hmm, I might have had a little bit more regularity in my meditation and uh, Qigong at yeah. that time than uh, in the last couple of weeks. I've had a very high priority to play video games. Oh, man, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. yeah, we do that sometimes. It's the state you're in when you go into the tank that probably determines the state that you'll
0: have in the tank right which which, by the way there is a waiver you must sign saying you know, <laughs> yeah. you know are not under the influence of anything oh yeah
1: so don't tell Matt if you are <laughs> <laughs> keep it cool yeah I'm really bad at noticing uh, so as long as you don't act a fool it's just like being anywhere else in public you can do what you want as long as you're not hurting anybody yeah or yourself right
0: um, it'd be hard to drown in there Yeah, you know, the only person that's ever died in one uh, was this guy, and he was famous, um, but he took a bunch of ketamine and then went face down into his homemade float tank, and that was the end of that dude. So if you're going to float, float face up. That's, right That's my It's a personal tip Yeah I just think it's better that way Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Less Come salt in, in your eye
3: <laughs> Come in sober So you don't think Face down is face down
1: I mean you can breathe yeah. Through your blowhole
3: And butthole. Yeah
1: But it's hard You have to it's practice really... a lot To be able to breathe Through the butthole <laughs> Yeah Yeah I didn't even know You could do that it's Oh man real. now I've got A new thing to try yeah. Years <laughs> Years of practice And uh, the training Is very dangerous
0: <laughs> well, I, I can imagine I'm never going to have a lame Saturday night again.
3: <laughs> I think, though, you get, like, talking to, to... When you start talking about, like, hallucinations and stuff, it does it does freak some people out. And that's a, kind of unfortunate because, like, I, there's a stigma to hallucination. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a stigma that either... Well, in, in our culture, either you're crazy or you're on drugs. And those are the only two things and they're looked at negatively and so and that's and so like anytime like I'm, I'm trying to tell people about it I rarely ever mention like that you know you hallucinate in it or whatever or you can or whatever but uh, it's more like just relax because it rarely happens to me mm-hmm. like those the flashing lights and the stars thing those are the only two things that have happened really to me yeah
1: hmm. Yeah, some of so, the things happened to me, the first time, I'd be like imagining something and see it really so vividly that it was almost like it's happening, and I'd forget that I was thinking about something. I'd just be kind of there for a second. Yeah, which is actually DMT esque. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But what I'd say about the hallucinations is it's not like you're going to be aggressively assaulted by right, um, a yeah. barrage of psilocybin level crazy elves
4: right, like and demons G. or something. It's yeah. not going to be like that
1: at all. It's really like if there's something in your mind that's been hanging out in there or there's some energy surrounding you you might see something that might symbolize that it's like an image a face something but it's not going to, in my experience it's not going to like go off on you unless you start focusing on it right if you focus in on anything then your imagination will kick off and you'll start seeing it expand and seeing oh, yeah. more aspects of it you know going tripping on it more you know that's that's true whenever you're just sitting there on the couch sp- spacing out and thinking about something and yeah it's true in the float tank so Absolutely. it's not going to be that different than being in your own mind
0: you're just not going to have any uh, physical yeah well, if, if kinda, you're seeing if you're seeing demons attack you in the float tank then you probably got some demons yeah you're probably having a bad time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, should you should probably acknowledge yeah. them at that point you know? well
3: i i actually like that kind of thing because that's what <laughs> i deal with my, you know, I deal, with my I deal with my shit you know like that yeah. The thing, you get in there, and if something is, keeps cycling in your head, you deal with it, because there's nothing else to do but deal with it. Yeah, if you're in the most comfortable
1: position possible, which is a float tank, and you're still uncomfortable, then you need to sit there, because you're uncomfortable being yourself, and you should probably, you know, okay, I don't want to tell people what they should do, but you would would benefit from from getting past that... Everyone's got a degree of
0: uncomfortableness just being alive. The Buddhists talk about it all the time. Yeah, I use uncomfortableness as a guide towards where I can grow. Exactly. You know what I mean? And and I'm glad you brought that up because there's been a few people, um, you know, and I'm definitely not dogging on them, but – and it's been very minimal actually um, compared to how many people we've had come through here. But we've had a few people that like 10 minutes in – you know, they got out, and whenever I ask them, like, hey, is everything okay? They're like, yeah, I just can't do nothing for 10 minutes <laughs> or 15 minutes hey, or whatever. Yeah, and I'm that's, like,
3: that's how that's, works.
0: that's why you're probably the person that needs this the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's a natural human thing to be able to. But it's been so, like, not bred out of us, but society has definitely kicked it out of us. It's like if you're doing nothing, you're not being productive. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah.
3: Uh, the other thing about that though like uh, especially like I've got like I got diagnosed with ADHD recently <laughs> and uh, I to take Ritalin and stuff and, which does make it a little bit harder to float but I'm getting back into it uh, the when you look up like ADHD and how it how it's worked like evolution wise we became you know uh, we started having agriculture we started like kind of settling down instead of being hunter-gatherers and always moving and always looking out for threats. Constantly looking out for threats, constantly, you know, like, paranoid about everything, and instead, okay, let's own some land and let's just grow everything, breed everything, and then the threats are less prevalent. And I think, and then some people, like, would get stuck in that mode, and so that's, that's the people always looking for... Stimulus, always looking for something, you know... Always so looking you for think it quirks. happened a long time ago. Yeah, I think I think that's been a thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think that I don't either. You know what I mean? Like, it's just different people have... are on those different, like...
1: A lot of our societal quirks are related you know. to that shift from our evolutionary
3: yeah.
0: background to an agricultural lifestyle. Yeah. See, and, you know, I feel that's like... uh
3: things up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, <laughs> the, that's the
0: first time I've really really heard about that um but you know i I felt like it was it was more recent um because you know at at some point humans you know we weren't surrounded by so many other humans you know what i mean so much stimulus yeah yeah yeah. like if you you go into the woods like you know your ears will tell you if something's coming and then you pay attention you know like Mm -hmm. like i find my most zen moments when i'm in the in the wilderness you know like of course i'm not you know, in bear country, surrounded by... Or Africa, where there's, you know, leopards and stuff creeping right. up on me. But I feel like, because now, especially with computers, we grow up with businesses and stuff trying to get our attention. Everyone's trying to get our attention. And make, make, and make us that think that that it's that that. our
3: idea, too. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing on that. They're playing on that, like, survival instincts. They're playing on that... Like, York. if you look at logos of different businesses, they're all a sun or an eye a lot of times. Yeah. It's just, like, playing on these, like... Or a flower. Archaic symbols uh, that kind of hit some kind of core thing. In Primal insecurities you know? and stuff
1: are played on, too, yeah. in the way that things
4: are
3: marketed. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so, yeah, it, it's worse now, <laughs> probably, but well, in a different way. Like, yeah, whereas okay, you can okay, see so. in the zone with... Like, if you were... I think you can be in the zone with anything because obviously if you get, if you're ever like, if you're ever playing Dark Souls and you beat a boss <laughs> in three tries and you feel like an absolute badass, <laughs> you were in the zone. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. like, and that's pure stimulus, but you're still focused. You yeah. still have a focus. So I think you can, like that whole like walking meditation or, or doing any activity fully, like you can, fully focusing on any activity. Right.
1: You can get into the flow as long as you don't think about it.
3: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can do that, and I think that's, like, part of the thing. Like, we we spent just hundreds of thousands of years uh, just, like, looking for berries and trying to kill things, you know, and that was... We probably were in the zone. At some, you know what I mean? Like, we we had evolved that so well, and then we moved on to, uh, well, let's, you know, let's make a patch of land. Uh, well, where did that other part well I feel like well, then
0: there was more to do once we started well there's getting, more to do yeah, but there are different
3: things that we're not we, we haven't like honed you know what I mean
0: right but there's like more to pay attention to yeah you know like if you're just looking for berries and watching out for danger like that's there's not a whole lot to do but if you're like okay I gotta wake up I gotta go feed this cow and I gotta go over here and till this field and whatever then all of a sudden you got all this stuff you gotta yeah. keep track of um, I think though the uh, the hunter-gatherer
1: humans might have had a, such a different experience of nature than we had that like their level of information that they would access from just looking at a bunch of plants in front of them, like what they would understand about what Smell. they're seeing, sm- smelling, yeah, yeah. like what all of the, their, their physical in the moment, um, sense stimulus was telling them versus what you or I would understand if we were right. standing in that same spot there might as well be two different universes. Yeah. You know, like... So, it's interesting because if you put them in, a, like, the middle of Times Square in New York, they're going to have a overload, like, oh, what the hell's
3: going on? Whereas, you put <laughs> us in yeah. their
1: environment, we're just going to be like, chill. You know? <laughs> right,
0: right. Or there's not enough going on. Or, yeah. Or yeah. there's not enough going you're on. You're in Times yeah. Square,
3: there's all those screens and you're like...
0: Yeah, that's a good huh. thing to point out. You're just out.
3: playing with your phone. You're just looking...
1: Huh. Yeah. Well, I noticed in uh, the tank, though, that I, like, I hear all the time, I hear really loud to less loud, sometimes really bad frequencies all the time, just like ringing in my ear, different vibrating patterns of mm-hmm. it in different places. Some places it's way worse than others, like, at, at work I hear it way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, like around big screen TVs I hear it really bad. Anyway. I'm used to just literally hearing that all the time unless I'm out camping or at a music festival or something and I noticed in the tank I wasn't experiencing that at all. Hmm. So nice. yeah, I don't know. Um maybe there's not as much electronic stuff going on in there or maybe the water yeah. is like a water is supposed to ground you. Well and that water is
0: super dense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the that's, that's <laughs> the, the biggest insulating le- factor against sound.
3: All the electronics are the uh the speakers, everything else is mechanical mm-hmm. and plumbing,
0: so... Yeah, that
1: was a really Tired. relaxing thing about it was to sort of just get rid of those background frequencies yeah. of, uh, like, not just the, the regular stimulus that you're eliminating, but all kinds of sort of sub-perceptual stimulus that you're constantly being hit by.
0: Right. It's all gone in the tank. Yeah. Well, well, this is supposed to be really good for uh, children with autism. Really? because they have a hard time uh, filtering input, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, that's why a lot of times they'll prefer, like, a small room, small enclosed room with, like, nothing going on,
1: you know? uh, I've heard of some innovations in the floating world involving, like, super, super minimal light emission screens, and uh, alongside the speakers in the tank, so you can have, like, actual information being... Hmm. um, put into fed into the person while they're in there like and that would be a, I feel like that would be a really effective way of focusing on learning something or maybe just give like maybe give yourself a cool experience I don't know, mm-hmm. just a cool artistic or color experience. therapy also, or yeah I do have a
3: surprise I do uh, have a surprise
0: but a surprise
3: <laughs> it's not done yet <laughs> <laughs> it's not done are
0: you yet. gonna unveil so it I'm, now or I'm are you gonna wait? Like, i some uh,
3: should I Huh? i tell you. I haven't even told
0: you. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Have I? Yeah, yeah. You told me. He, you uh, told me everything.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do. Uh, but I haven't told Sean or or or, or Mike. I
0: always give um, him this truth serum because I know he's up to stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tell me.
3: Yeah. You're like, don't make me take you down to the basement again. Uh, <laughs> but no. I'm, uh, right now, I'm working on. I did a lot of R and D in the last like week or two. Um, well, it's been longer than that, but I like really got grinding on it the last couple of weeks. Uh, is working on quadraphonic sound because most of the time when I'm floating, what's if I, quadraphonic? If I hear it's four speaker, it's surround sound. Okay. But four instead of so five point one because there's only four uh, quote unquote speakers in the tank. Uh huh. Um, and I've so always so there's not a
0: lot of four speaker tracks. Is that what the deal is?
3: There's hardly any. Okay. Uh, back in the '70s, uh, Pink Floyd, David Bowie, a couple other artists made quadraphonic records. Sweet. And then you had to have this crazy expensive uh, record players and the you know and the speakers and the whole setup to play them. Um, uh, actually, the uh, Flaming Lips I think had one that was. It was, like, two albums, and if you play both albums at the same exact time... Oh. <laughs> you could sync them up. Hmm. But, uh... I might have even done four albums. I don't know. But it, uh, <laughs> either way...
1: They're pretty crazy. I bet it was four. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but, uh, either way, I've... Uh, Nine Inch Nails put out a 5.1 album at one point, and the band I used to... Uh, be a huge fan of and I guess I was technically in the band never jammed with this band Poor Man's Vision and uh and we we had talked about like doing a surround sound mix something I've wanted to do for a long time and the tank's like kind of the perfect place for something like that yeah because you're not going anywhere you're not like you know and, and you're centered in the space like regardless like you move around a little bit um so I figured out kind of with memo tools I'm trying to get a better budget for it but <laughs> but like basically like a raspberry pi and some other stuff and putting together a surround sound mix inside the, the tanks.
1: Could I bring binaural beats in and uh, play them in my tank? Sure, yeah. I mean you'll have to have waterproof headphones.
0: Um, yeah, oh, you can't binaural, play it from the speakers that are Oh well, yeah, you could uh, but oh, but it's yeah. I know you make a good point there. Um, Also, one of our tanks has a window on the top of it that a monitor can be set down in and stuff like that. And whenever you mentioned like people training in there, um, it's actually been, there's a lot of research um, done on how visualization training is just as effective as actually doing something. So like if you can adequately visualize like your golf swing or um, anything that your brain doesn't know the difference. It go, it'll go ahead and process that information as, like, how to move your... I wonder opposite. if you're focusing on doing it a certain way to improve it,
1: if that will actually train you in a way better than doing it physically where you might repeat
0: a pattern that you've been in that was incorrect. Possibly. It can work the opposite, too, though, if you're visualizing, you know, your golf swing wrong, I suppose. Maybe. Yeah, but why I, do that? I, Just I, be like, visualize it right, right? All right. <laughs> 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 I don't know...
1: Whenever I visualize things, it's almost as much a component of it is as the, um, like, the label that I'm giving the visualization as much as it is what I manage
0: to sort of imagine or um, hmm. mentally see. Yeah. I don't know why that is. We, uh, we had a... Uh, actually, we have several MMA fighters that come in and float. And uh, Alex, he was the first one to start doing it in this area. And... Um, he started coming in before his fights and floating, mm. and you know after the first one he said it was he felt better in that fight than any fight he's ever been in, you know, and he won. And then uh, the second time he came in before a fight, he actually visualized the fight wow. that time, and um, he said that his adrenaline started spiking so much that at one point he literally like uh, moved like he was in the in the fight oh, and uh, like. Uh, and he said, at that point, he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm in the float tank." <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, so the visualization was like that intense.
3: Which is yeah, why he was really into it. I kind of—that's so cool. Which is why I don't know about putting like a screen in there. You know, like I—I I, yeah. I feel like you're gonna do one because, like, when I'm in there, the the quadraphonic mm-hmm. thing, I might do that once a month, maybe. It wouldn't be like I wouldn't be not every time the whole time I'm yeah. in there, but. To come out of it, I've already been writing, like, some tracks to, like, wake up to, Uh, and so having that would be really cool, but, like, um, I I, I come up with a lot of risks, like, while I'm floating.
1: I noticed physical bodily reactions to certain thoughts I would have at times, too, that were, like, maybe that's happening whenever I'm in my normal life, Mm -hmm. but because there's so much other stimulus, I'm just not... In my body enough to go or Oh This thinking that made me f- Literally feel this You know Right Like so, tense up in a certain area Or something or, Yeah Or yeah, still, yeah Or Like the adrenaline thing You're talking about Or just feel your he- uh, Heart rate elevate a little bit Just Like Lots There's a million different ways That you can have Sort of a physiological Reaction to a thought yeah. And that was a That was very cool To be able to see A one to one Immediate
0: Result like that Yeah yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. And, and, you know, honestly, like, I don't think there's a wrong way to float. You know, Even I encourage. down Or uh, face down. Yeah, other than no, face, other down. face down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, there's one wrong way to float. Um, but, you know, I encourage people to experiment as much as they can. Of course, um, the legal system uh, right now will not let people experiment with certain things, uh, which really sucks because I think it would be super profound if, if everybody were able to you know, ingest some psilocybin or something and, and jump in the void. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, but it's 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 one. I think that f- could
3: also go get out of hand as well. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. But yeah,
1: yeah. You wouldn't want it to be. A, you you would want. You would hope that the culture would um, probably evolve. People that ended up filling the role of being able to guide others through those experiences, mm-hmm. just as it actually always has and already ha- has right now. It's just all done outside of legality and has to be done underground and in secret, so right, and yeah. that causes people who don't actually know somebody who can guide them or help them, but still want to seek the experience to then accidentally create a bad outcome for themselves because they don't right. you know they don't know what they're doing, so really it's the whole, the whole restriction model that's
0: causing the harm, not the substances so much yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that and um you know, I think you know. I think it's safe to say that most people who are interested in floating for um, purposes of seeking altered states, yeah, have probably you know sought those states before and in, in various means, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully would know when was the right time and when was not the right time. You know, I'm I'm definitely not trying to like push people to do this because obviously we won't let them do it here. You, yeah, you know what I mean, but. Um, I just wish that that was a, a thing that people could do, you know, just like back in the tribal days when people would have ceremonies and they would, you know, get together and, you know, if, if there's one thing about psilocybin, especially, especially with new research, oh yeah, it's shown that, um, you know, it treats all kinds of mental illness, you know, or not even necessarily, I won't call it illness because I feel like, You know, I've been depressed before. I've been anxious before. I've been all these things before. Um, So it's just a condition that we kind of go through from time to time. But, like, through use of those, you know, science is starting to find out, like, hey, using these mushrooms, people are able to start seeing themselves as connected to one another, which kind of alleviates the depressive symptoms, Mm -hmm. gives them a different outlook on life, you know. And so I think that's the medicine that really society needs, you know. I think it's the thing that's missing from our culture
1: more than anything else from our evolutionary shift to uh, agrarian civilizations.
3: You hear that, kids? Vote, <laughs> vote. Uh, I
1: vote don't endorse kids. voting. I don't endorse the government. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't
3: either. In charge. I, uh, yeah. Especially, especially after went, this
0: last. Um,
3: I wouldn't normally, but the mm-hmm. idea of someone being able to eat a pot brownie and go in the tank is kind of cool. Oh, being yeah. Able to, like, being able to legally do that.
1: Yeah. Legalized freedom.
0: But, yeah, yeah, you know. totally legalized freedom. And um, what I've learned recently is my vote does not really matter. Oh, yeah. I uh, I really don't think it does anymore. You know, I've... Uh, you know well anymore it's a it's I mean, a years. metric now yeah it, it, it gives the illusion of freedom That's what it does yeah. it's like hey you have a choice see you can put in your it's little a, ballot yeah. and then you know maybe you'll win maybe you
1: won't and it's like I'm hoping that reality is like a quantum computer where every possible state is within the system and mm-hmm. so like each person literally gets to have their own universe and whatever you decide uh, for yourself ends up affecting the direction that your own personal version of Earth goes in. So okay. I'm thinking, like, I'm just going to not vote. I'm just going to adamantly declare that nobody is in charge of me except myself and everyone can be in charge of their and see if maybe, you know, after whichever one of these clowns gets yeah. elected, the whole thing doesn't just go away.
3: Well, I think that's <laughs> already true because just based on, like, the biggest problem and philosophy is subjective versus objective yeah. reality and you really could make that argument that everyone has their own universe yeah it's, it's really
1: i think that's how parallel universes work like that they f- if they found parallel universes in the math for physics then maybe that's what they are they're yeah. just each person's subjective split experience of the same thing which you, is life
0: yeah yeah i'll tell you what though man like I've been having my own universe for a while, and like, then all of a sudden, some guy in a suit came up and like, yeah, crushed my <laughs> universe. Yeah. It was like, hey, come check out this universe in a cage. And that was, yeah. that was not the universe I wanted to be in. You know, someone else wasn't, it was like, uh, was it Mr. Smith off the Matrix, you know, yeah. and still, yeah, wrecking my universe. Yeah, but did that experience wake you up to a, a greater experience eventually? Uh, you know, it woke me up to realizing that, um, uh, there's like, a lot of sir, bullshit in this society, you know what I mean? I was yeah. like,
3: "Wait a second, that doesn't make sense." He's like, Why "Sir, I, what's going on here?" He's like, "Sir, in objective reality, you can't have a tent at a state building. You can't just set up, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to put this fire out."
0: <laughs> and I'm like, "But I collected a lot of dung for that fireman. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: I followed these buffalo around okay. for weeks."
3: And he's like, this is all I understand, get in this cage." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no this kidding. This
0: So, um, yeah, but we've been fortunate. We've had a lot of people come through here that are super, super cool. Like, you know, I feel like uh, oh, yeah. creating this place has created a larger family for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, I meet people all the time that I'm just like, dude, I'm so glad I know that you exist now. Like, you know, and then they have these experiences and, you know. They come out and talk about them, and it's just like... Yeah. You know, it almost feels like the union that you feel after a good mushroom trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you start connecting to people in a different way. Well, if everything is all... if, if
1: If everything is technically yourself, since it's all your internal experience that determines what your reality is, then, like, all the people that are joining your family, sort of, in your life experience are just you reconnecting to more and more parts of yourself and sort of merging with them in a way. I kind of noticed it with you guys. You have a really good, uh, you
0: have a bond beyond just being business partners, I can tell. Yeah, well, it's been, you know, and it, at first it was, uh, it was a cautious thing. Yeah. there was a lot of money involved. Totally. And then it was like, yeah. and then it was like, nah, man, this is teamwork. We're yeah. doing something profound.
3: Yeah, we, we got bunk beds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: we put on our old Boy Scout uniforms. Yeah, like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, you know that dung fire we roasted yeah. marshmallows and then we're on. Like and...
3: hide the banana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that, that, that spot was so good where you hid that. Yeah, uh, never found it. <laughs> I, it's,
3: it's, it's, it's
0: bond, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not uh. talking about that
1: bond, Jeff. <laughs> Jeez, man. So, you guys want to mention anything to listeners
0: about Theta or any promotions or anything at all? Yeah, actually, actually, I was going to um, anyone listening to this, uh, I'm you know, I'll give you a promo code. I gotta think of it real quick. You Same. can always let me know later, and I'll put
1: it in at the end, beginning of the episode or end, too. Or the end, beginning.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, we could just use um, Interverse. Yeah, yeah, I put in promo code Interverse um half off floats so thirty dollars cool i don't care how many you buy at that rate wow you know so um that's a that's a big one guys that's half off and
1: uh yeah. I, man if i'll be getting on people to take advantage
0: of that well we feel like your audience is um probably prime for this mm-hmm. you know so uh, it'd be nice to get more of them in here and um and just make it affordable you know what i mean like 60 bucks is a big hit on me you know yeah. what I mean so like 30's not so bad yeah 30's not so bad so
1: yeah get and, in here guys they've got really awesome uh, local artwork on the walls for sale it's just a super chill zinned out vibe with the zen master <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah also uh, we also do revolving art uh, on a monthly or you know um, month and a half basis or two months or whatever whatever we decide we're super flexible mm-hmm. we don't, I don't like rigidity So if anyone has some art that they would like to display, um, uh, get in contact with me. Um, I'm going to do that one of these days. Cool. And then also, if anybody is wanting to try, like, overnight floats or, you know, two- or three-hour floats or something like that, just let me know. The more
3: feedback we get on that stuff, the easier it will be to implement it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Because I'd be really interested to, like, have people start experimenting with stuff like that. Awesome. So uh, your website's Theta.life, right?
1: Theta.life, Go yeah. Go check that out. You can actually see the schedule of what floats are open for the week right on there. And, man, I really had fun having yes, a sure. conversation with you guys. I would also really nice like to do it again if we ever, if you ever wanted to cool. yeah, promote, I mean, like, the third tank or I don't care. It doesn't even have to be uh, that yeah.
0: distant future. Yeah, right. I mean, just, just stay in touch. I mean, if you want to do— I'm going to be coming back here for my own personal yeah. reasons. <laughs> Right, right.
3: And i to plug people. personally that if anybody has any PA gigs, <laughs> <but> <laughs> that's a, uh, that that uh, yeah, close uh, <laughs> PA gigs for movie sets and stuff like that. Okay, uh, I've got a lot of experience, and uh, yeah, I just I am I'm, I'm former Apple employee, so I know all the Apple.
1: I'm sure the hardware. I'm sure you will continue to make connections through this place right. that are beneficial to that and all kinds of other yeah, aspects. Yeah, actually,
3: I was going to say a minute ago with some of the most interesting people, like, when we opened and we, shortly after the open house, the next, like, three times I came in, there was somebody in here that had a story that was just incredible. And then, and then the, uh, some of the people we interviewed, um, it's just amazing. We're gonna have those testimonials up soon yeah. enough. Sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and if anyone saw our Mother's Day commercial that we made, um, Jeff shot that and edited it and stuff like that, and it was it was pretty cool. You can still find it on our Facebook page. Yeah, you might know so. somebody in the commercial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true, yeah. true. They're, they're all local folks. hippies. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm gonna turn this off. Thanks for doing the show, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. Night.